Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Busy, busy week. A lot of corn, beans got planted, a lot of spraying getting done. Here at CropTech, the crews are doing the last minute checks on three different planters that we'll be using to plant not only Corn College but our 2018 corn trials. Uh, we're hoping to kick them off on Monday. You guys in the south, you've been able to string together a few days with nighttime temperatures above 50 or at least at 50. That's been good. Allowed for some uh, corn planting there in good shape. From Hayward North though, we're on the struggle bus. Uh, we can't get to 50 degree soil temperatures at night. And I'm just looking here at my computer and it's now showing that Saturday night, on Saturday the low temps to be 31 degrees. Now that's, that's just a cruel joke. <laughs> I, I hope it's fake news. Uh, but if it's true, there'll be some issues dealing with seed chilling coming from that. Corn planted from Wednesday on through Friday will probably be at the most risk. If it dips lower than 31, um, we're going to have some other issues too. You know, as some of our March beans that were planted, if they're starting to break through or very close to the surface, they're going to could be at risk of freeze damage. So we're going to need to watch those. Corn fields that have their spikes you know, within a half inch of the surface will be at risk as well. If the ground does freeze and catch that spike, the spike will burst or break open and it'll cause that corn to try to leap out underground. If you guys remember uh, three, four years ago when we had a, a low swing, we had temperatures that dropped down to 28 degrees, uh, we had the, the spikes getting froze. And some of those fields, while the high ground came up, the low ground just didn't want to come out of the ground. Farmers are thinking it was slow to come, but it was actually leafing out underground and we had to go in and replant some of those. Now the strange thing is that corn that was out of the ground, while the freeze blew it right back to the ground, it survived in pretty good shape. It just come out of that. And, and corn that just germinated had a small spike on it. It was deep enough to be protected. We didn't have any trouble there. So again, it'll be, I, I just can't believe that we can go to 31 degrees, but uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, or go below that but it'll be the low-lying ground that you want to watch for if it doesn't start to come up uniform just don't assume it's behind send your pest boss out there and check it out make sure that we don't have a, uh, an issue with with seeds that got frozen many of you are holding the rains especially from Hayworth North uh, tight on, on planting maybe just a few fields to get those first day willies out of the way um, and make sure that you're ready for you know the big kickoff next week a number of you have indicated that you're going to finish beans by Monday and then switch to corn. And I, I actually think that's a sound idea for this year, assuming, again, that you were planting treated beans to handle uh, in case these cold conditions come back and the beans are in the ground a while. The forecast for next week finally looks like it's bringing some heat. Uh, I think we can roll out on Sunday and we can uh, by Monday we can let the ponies run. We can put some corn in the ground. And if we can see some of those 70 and 80 degree temperatures that are in the forecast get some depth to our soil temperatures we can handle a couple of cold nights uh, without losing all of our soil temperature but we need to get some heat stored up in that soil itself a number of calls have come in is how close can i put on my spring anhydrous and plant a lot of spring anhydrous went on this year and probably had a dozen calls on how far away should it be should I, you know, be a week? What should it be? Well, if you're using auto steer, 
and you can stay off that anhydrous band, you can go at any time. And that's the way I prefer my spring anhydrous to go on. But if you can't stay off the spring core, we'd tell you two weeks. But it really isn't two weeks or it isn't time, it's moisture. You need about an inch to an inch and a half of rain from the time you put your anhydrous on to the time when the root systems meet that anhydrous zone. When you put your anhydrous on, the immediate reaction in the soil is to swing, we have to switch from NH3 to NH4, is to swing the pH very high. So you'll have a, your anhydrous zone will have pHs that'll approach 14. It's this high pH that damage root systems kills corn. Only moisture can tame that pH down. So typically this high pH zone is going to be three inches in all directions from the where you injected the anhydrous, the point of the knife. So if you're putting your anhydrous in the ground six to nine inches deep, then this pH core that we're looking at is going to be three to six inches below the surface. As long as you get this inch, inch and a half of rain before the roots get to this zone, you're going to be all right. If we don't, at about third or fourth collar, you're going to start to see corn under stress, uh, and you're going to be able to pick out the direction you traveled with your anhydrous because you're going to see plants um, that will start to wilt. And in some cases, uh, if they don't get relief, you'll lose those plants. Some of the high-speed anhydrous bars tend to apply the anhydrous shallower and more in a vertical band. And this band can get even closer to the surface. It can be within an inch or two of the surface sometimes, and it can get into the seed zone if we're planting two inches deep. In this case, you can actually stop germination or kill the seedlings. They won't emerge. So you, again, you'll see where the anhydrous is because there's missing plants out there in the field. The problem is actually less in conventional horizontal tillage because the tillage layer that we put in uh, sets up a density change that young roots like to follow. So the young roots tend to stay on top of that horizontal layer and um, they're not growing directly into the anhydrous zone itself. So it gives a little bit more time for you to pick up uh, some moisture to fix that problem. Vertical till fields uh, will be worse, of course, because the seedling roots and the first crown roots go directly down. That's what the concept is when we talk about vertical. And you'll see quicker or more severe anhydrous burn in vertical till. Of course, the worst is spring anhydrous, uh, spring strip till. I know guys that will put anhydrous on in the spring strip till and nine years out of 10, they'll get away with it. If you're in the dry area here in Illinois uh, where we haven't been able to get any water for the last two weeks uh, or more, um, the spring strip till is gonna be a problem. So there again, if you're using RTK, you can always set off the strip uh, to protect yourself. I've seen dry springs like this where February anhydrous burnt corn. So situation, we, we just got to get this water. Now the south half of Illinois is experiencing dry conditions. Depends a little bit on where you are and your soil texture and that type of thing. While this has been good for field work, uh, it's starting to be a concern. In the dry areas, I do expect that we will see spring anhydrous burning corn this year. Uh, just the way it works. These conditions uh, will also lead to starter burn. So if you are in the dry area and you're starting to question whether you have enough moisture to germinate seed, you need to shut your inferral starters off. 
the risk is too high. Whether they're low salt or regular starters, you want to shut them off if you're concerned about moisture. I've had three calls this week already where farmers are stating that they have to go down two and a half, three inches before they find moisture and wondering, you know, how deep should we plant this corn? Well, we always plant corn in moisture, not just above it. We kind of plant into moisture. So if you have to go two and a half inches deep to get the moisture, you need to go there. Personally, I would use my row cleaners if I have them and I'd move some soil so I can reach the moisture, but still only be about two inches deep. Now, remember, if you're pushing some soil to find moisture, which typically is the opposite. A lot of times we say, don't push that dry soil out of the way, stay on top of it and plant into moisture. But if we have to push some dry soil out of the way so we can reach moisture, you're setting yourself up for herbicide issues. Because if you push your, if you haven't had your pre-plant reined in and you push it out of the row, you're gonna have grass in the row. But believe me, grass in the row is easier to fix than corn sitting in dry soil. All three cases that I talked to uh, this week were situations where the ground was uh, worked too far ahead of the planter and in maybe too wet of conditions. So not only are you dealing with a tillage layer, but a light compaction layer, and this soil is drying out down to the tillage layer. And um, the only thing that's going to fix that is going to be uh, rain in that situation. So you either got to go after that moisture or you got to park the planter and wait for the rain to bring it back. So let's, for you guys out there that are getting started this next week, let's keep the tillage close to the planters in the dry area. Don't get too far out. In some cases, uh, too far out may be a day. So you may have to be in the field with the planter. Remember to center those closing wheels and be sure that you put some pressure on those closing wheels um, so you firm all that soil above the seed. Don't let any of that moisture get away. And you guys that are running spike wheels in tilled ground, be careful. Spike wheels are really meant for reduced or no-till. Running in tilled soil a year like this can leave you with dry soil around the seed. So we need to make sure we're doing a good job of closing that planter or closing that slot. So for everyone else out there, um, you know, you're not dry yet, but let's respect the moisture that we've got. Don't let it get away if you don't have to. The no-till fields are planting as nice as we've seen in a long time. It's really going in nice. You guys that use vertical tillage sometimes to speed up fields for planting, you may want to park those harrows and just go ahead and plant it no-till. There's a lot of fields that are going to be in great shape to plant next week uh, from the field visits that we're doing. The 10-day forecast only has one day with rain in it, so we got to kind of respect the fact that we slid all the way through April and, and looks like going into May, with, which should be our two wetter months. Uh, a number of you have cover crops out there and you use the cover crops to pull out excess water for planting but remember they can pull it all out too so don't let the cover crops go too far and, and be out of moisture in this situation our testing crews are finishing up the spring testing season uh, this week and they'll start summer testing next week so if you haven't got your summer testing orders in uh, please take time now and get those in it makes us way more efficient if we can clean your uh, farms up while we're in the area cleaning up other ones. Summer testing allows for a quicker turnaround so you have your wrecks and you're ready to go this summer ahead of the fall harvest which is going to be a big harvest I'm sure. So with that I'm wishing everybody a big week next week. Keep her moving, keep her safe.